A man asked his wife, what would you do if I won the lottery? She said, well, I wouldn't even hesitate. I would take half and leave you. Well, the man said, I was hoping that you would say that because I won the lottery. Here's, I won $12, here's six, good luck. <laughs> if you have your Bibles, would you turn to Matthew chapter 1, starting from verse 18. And this is the account of the birth of Jesus. Matthew chapter 1, starting from verse 18. If you are able to, would you stand as we read? This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife, but he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, indeed, we thank you for this passage of Scripture. We thank you for the truth that is contained in your holy word. And we pray, Father, that you would open up our minds and our hearts to hear from you. And so we thank you for the privilege that is ours to be in your house this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Feel free to be seated. Christmas is one, if not, the busiest time of the year, right? There is so much to get done in preparation for Christmas. There is shopping and decorating and baking and cooking. There's going to holiday parties. There's hosting parties. There's just so much in the midst of Christmas that need to get done that we need to do. And of course, there's presents, right? You can't have Christmas without presents. And so in the midst of all of that, in the midst of the busy, in the midst of the parties, in the midst of the treats and the presents, may we also be reminded of Christ who is the center of Christmas. May we not forget 
baby Jesus, who gives us a reason to celebrate, who gives us a reason to celebrate Christmas. And so as we celebrate the coming of Jesus to earth, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, may we be reminded of some important truths and tasks that Jesus gave that God gave to Mary by baby Jesus coming to earth. And as we read this story, this Christmas, as we celebrate the coming of Jesus, may we be reminded to number one, be open to receiving a special task from the Lord. May we be open to receiving a special task from the Lord. You see, Mary was given a special task by this angel coming and telling her what it is that God wanted from her to do. She was given a huge task, actually. And you see, you and I may not necessarily be given a huge task like that, but we are given different tasks that God wants us to carry out. And this Christmas, in the midst of all of the things that we are busy doing, may we be able to quiet our hearts enough to hear what that special task is that God may want us to do. Sometimes when we're so busy, we're caught up in what we're doing and what we need to get done, and we're not necessarily open to the things around us that need to happen, the things that are going on in other people's lives, the things that God may be leading us to do. But may we be open to receiving a special task from the Lord this Christmas season. Maybe that task can simply be giving someone a phone call who you haven't seen for a while. Maybe it can be sending them a text message or an email asking them how they are, how they've been feeling. Maybe it's taking a meal over, or maybe it's simply driving someone home after church or driving them to church. Maybe it's baking something extra and taking it over to someone or telling them that you've made it for them, that they can pick it up. Up. Maybe that special task is volunteering in a specific ministry at the church. There are so many different ministries that you can possibly help with from our preteens and youth, our nursery, our caravan. There are so many different areas that you can help and volunteer in. Maybe this Christmas, that's your special task. Maybe it's the Lord directing you to start giving regularly, getting a set of tithing envelopes and making sure that your giving is regular. Maybe it's inviting a family member or a friend or a coworker to church who you've never talked to about religion or you've never even told that you're a Christian. Maybe it's time that you invite them or open up and share your testimony with them and tell them about Jesus. Whatever it may be that you find yourself doing, may you be open to hearing from the Holy Spirit, receiving that special task and carrying it out, just as how Mary was able to do that. She was able to hear from this angel. She, Joseph was able to hear from this angel. May we truly be open to hearing from God and what he wants us to do this Christmas season. Verse 19 in this passage says, Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. So I want you to understand, Mary was pledged or committed to be married to Joseph, but they were not yet officially married. 
all right? Meaning that they had not consummated their marriage as yet. However, the scripture still refers to him as being her husband. So there was no sexual relations during a Jewish betrothal period, but it was much more of a binding relationship than a modern engagement. So this could not easily be broken. If they were to break up, there would have to be a divorce that would happen. So in verse 19, we're told that he is referred to as her husband, even though they are not officially married, he's still looked upon as her husband already. So he had in mind to divorce her quietly because obviously Joseph knew that he didn't have any sexual relations with Mary. And if he didn't, then somebody else must have because she's pregnant, right? And so he thought, well, this I need to do. He would have obviously been hurt. He would have been disappointed. He would have felt betrayed. He would have felt lied to. He would have felt that the woman that he's supposed to marry, how could she do this to me? Joseph didn't understand until the angel came and explained to him what had happened. And so even though he knew that he didn't have any sort of relations with her in that way, he had in mind, and keep in mind, this is before the angel comes to talk to him. It says that he had in mind to divorce her quietly so there wouldn't be any public disgrace. Joseph knew that Mary had hurt him. He knew that this marriage couldn't go through because she just hurt him so bad and so deeply and wronged him in this way. But even though she had hurt him so he felt, he still wanted to keep her from being publicly disgraced. Do you see this? He still wanted to save her from being humiliated, from being hurt, from other people talking about her, from causing um, lasting consequences to her. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. I don't need to make a big scene about what's happening. I don't need to make a big problem about this. Yes, you've hurt me, but I'm not going to hurt you back. You see, sometimes in life and as human beings, our mentality is if you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you. You wrong me, well, watch out because I'm going to wrong you. You know, people say, oh, you better watch your back because I'm coming for you, right? You do something to my family, well, guess what? I'm going to make sure that you pay or your family pays in some way. However, that is not the mentality that we should have. Joseph, even though felt hurt, felt disrespected, felt betrayed, did not go out of his way to repay evil with evil. He did not go out of his way to hurt Mary, even though he felt that she had hurt him. Now, it was after the angel appeared to him and explained the situation that he understood what actually had happened. That it was not Mary who did this, but God was the one to blame for this. That it was God who chose her to be the vessel to carry baby Jesus in. But you see, I look at this story and I think, even though the angel came and explained this to Joseph, he was still willing to um, do this before he knew. And so this Christmas, in the midst of everything that is going on, may we decide to be loving and considerate towards those who hurt and wrong us.
May we still decide to be loving and considerate towards them. You know, you think of a person or people who have hurt you deeply. And most of us, it's not on our to-do list to go out of our way to show them love and kindness, consideration, to consider their needs. But God calls us to a different standard of living. He calls us to a different standard as Christians, to not hurt someone who hurts us, but to show them love, to show them mercy, to show them compassion, to show them kindness. You've ever heard the saying, kill them with kindness? Well, I challenge you this Christmas to shower kindness on those who wrong you, on those who have hurt you. You see, it's not even for their benefit, but it's for ours. You think about a heavy stone, a burden per se, that we have to carry around with us day after day after day. And as we enter into the end of the year, even going into this new year, wouldn't you want to just let that go? Wouldn't you want to just be free from those grudges that we hold on to, from that hurt, from that pain? Wouldn't you want to just let that go and start a fresh year? God calls us to leave them behind, to leave those things behind. Now, we are called to forgive as God has forgiven us, to show that same forgiveness to other people, even those who have wronged us and hurt us so deeply that we can't even be begin to explain how hurt we are, but he calls us to forgive because he first forgave us. And so this Christmas season, I challenge you to forgive those who have hurt you, who have wronged you, and that does not mean that your relationship with that individual be the same. That doesn't mean that you're going to be best friends again with them. That doesn't mean that you're going to even be in each other's lives. But what that simply will mean is that you can be at peace knowing that you have forgiven them and you've moved on. And so this Christmas season, may we show love, consideration, kindness towards those who even hurt us and who have wronged us. Charles Swindle writes, some gifts you can give this Christmas are beyond monetary value. Mend a quarrel, dismiss suspicion, tell someone I love you, give something away anonymously, forgive someone who has treated you wrongly, turn away wrath with a soft answer, apologize if you were wrong, give as God gave to you in Christ, without obligation, announcement, reservation, or hypocrisy. You see, there are some gifts that we can give that are more valuable than anything that money cannot buy. And one of them is to show forgiveness, mercy, love, kindness toward other people. Christ came so that we could be forgiven. Jesus came to offer us forgiveness, and this Christmas, may we extend that same forgiveness to others as well. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32 tells us, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. May you decide this Christmas to be loving, forgiving, compassionate, considerate toward those who wrong and who have hurt you.
Well, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph as he was considering divorcing Mary and explained to him what happened and that this truly was from God. This truly was from God and the angel explained and helped Joseph gain an understanding of Jesus, the one who was coming, the one who he would get to meet. The angel explained expressed to him that this truly would be Emmanuel, God with us. And this Christmas, as we prepare for the coming of Jesus, as we prepare and as we celebrate, may you experience a fresh understanding of Jesus. May you experience Jesus in a fresh new way. You see, the angel came and explained all of this to Joseph so he would have a fresh understanding, so he would gain insight and realize truly who this Jesus was who was coming. And you know, for many of us, especially if you've grown up in the church hearing Jesus loves you, Jesus came to die in your place and pay for your sins, all of those things, we can start, sort of start taking those things for granted. And if we've heard it so many times over and over again, it can sometimes lose its meaning. It can sometimes lose the awesomeness of what that truly is. But this Christmas, may you truly experience a fresh understanding of Jesus, that the king of kings, the one who holds the universe in the palm of his hand, stepped down from light into darkness to walk amongst us, to willingly give up his life to come to earth in the form of a baby. That is the incarnation of God, to literally be God in the flesh with us. You see, when Jesus was here, he was fully God, yes, but he was also fully man. And he walked amongst us to understand so that he could relate, so that he could say, I see your pain and I understand what that feels like. I understand what it feels like to be hurt to be rejected, to have people turn away from me. I understand what it feels like to be mocked and to, ridic to be ridiculed. I understand what it feels like to cry, to lose a loved one. I understand what it feels like to be joyful, to rejoice. I understand what that feels like. You see, we have a God who understands. We have a God who can relate to what we go through. And so when we go through this journey of life, we can call on him knowing that he understands, knowing that he sees, not only sees our pain, but he understands what that feels like, and he is able to help us. And so this Christmas, I wish for you a wonderful, fresh understanding of Jesus and who he is. It says they will call him Emmanuel. That means God is literally with us. He is with us walking amongst us. Don Skinner wrote this. He said, God did not send Christ to us. God came to us in Christ. God did not send Christ to us, but yet he came to us in Christ. Jesus came to us to walk amongst us. And the reason that he came, well, it says in verse 21, it says, she will give birth to a son. You are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. We could not save ourselves and we cannot save ourselves. 
Only Jesus can do that. You see, in this world of being so uh, technology advanced, there are so many things out there. There is, you know, the machines that you scan yourself and you can choose yourself, pay right at the machine. You know, the days of cashiers are coming to an end slowly, it seems, right? We recently went on um, a, a trip to China. Some of us had gone on. And it is just amazing, the advance in technology that literally we witness people paying with their face. They, the machine just scanned them and, and they paid at McDonald's. And I thought of all places, McDonald's. And so it, it, there's so many things that have advanced, that have changed, and one day paper money will not be in existence anymore. But you know, the one thing that remains in all of the changes in this world, in all of the things that are taking place, is that we still need Jesus. That will never change that we are still a world in need of Jesus, that there is nothing that can replace our need for him, our need to be saved, our need to have a savior, our need for forgiveness. We need him and that will never change. Jesus came so that we could be saved from our sins because that will always be a need so that we would not experience eternal separation from God, but that we would be restored to him in relationship. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10 says, If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. And so this morning, my friends, if you, not, if you have not made that decision to receive Jesus as your savior, to be saved, I challenge you to do so. I challenge you to do so today before you leave. I challenge you to do so and renew your relationship with Jesus this Christmas season. I challenge you to make your heart right with God because we will always be in need of Jesus and may you have a fresh understanding with him and of him. Be open to receiving a special task from the Lord. Decide to be loving, considerate, kind, and forgiving towards those who hurt and wrong us. And this Christmas season, may you experience a fresh understanding of who Jesus truly is. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for this passage of scripture. And Lord, indeed, we thank you that many years ago, you came to earth in the form of this baby Jesus. And we thank you, oh God, for the fact that you came to set an example. You came to walk amongst us, to identify with us human emotion. You came to die in our place so that we could be forgiven of our sins. You came to teach us and to love us, to heal us and forgive us, and to do all of the things that we could not do and we cannot do on our own. And so we thank you for Emmanuel. We thank you for God literally being with us. And so, Lord, this morning, we thank you for the faith that we can have in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.